0: Hello and welcome to the Mindset Coach Podcast, the show where coaches and coaches-to-be tune in to learn how to integrate mindset coaching tools and neuroscience-based techniques into their practice and grow and scale a coaching business they love. Each week, I'll be sharing easy-to-implement tips, case studies, and business strategies that you can use right away to transform your own mindset and the mindset of those you coach. I'm your host, Lara Young, founder of the Mindset Coach Academy, author of 52 Adventures to Change Your Life, award-winning business owner, coach, and coach trainer. Tune into this podcast each Friday, free on all the podcasting apps, and click to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And remember, mindset is everything. Coaches, how do you develop a prosperous money mindset? It's one of the things that is really important for us to explore as coaches as we really want to create businesses that are profitable and that provide us with an income, more than an income, help us to fulfill our own financial goals and dreams, while still creating incredible impact and value for our clients. And it's one of the most challenging aspects uh, that a lot of coaches find when it comes to embarking on the business of coaching, because they in some part, think, well, I just want to help people. You know, I love doing it. I really love to help people. And there can be resistance to being paid well for that. And one of the things that as coaches we need to reconcile within ourselves is that we deserve to be paid well for the value that we provide to our clients, for the transformations that we help our clients to create. And the first step is really recognising the value of those transformations. One of the things I really dislike hearing is when people say charge what you're worth because that statement is completely in the wrong direction you are worth an infinitesimal more amount of value. Your value is to infinity and beyond. We are not talking about charging what you as an individual are worth. We need to separate that because that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is charging for the value of the transformation that you provide. And so part of this, of course, is understanding what is the transformation? How do you help clients? What do you help them with specifically? And how does them making that step, getting those results, actually impact their lives and the lives of those around them? You know, let's think about it for a minute. If you're a parenting coach and you work with someone so that they can really uh, implement and develop effective parenting skills that is going to give them a long-term powerful and wonderful relationship with their children. What is the price of that? What's the value, right? Incredibly valuable. What about someone who you're coaching, you're doing career coaching with, and you help them to get their next role? What is the value of that to your client? You know, what is the value, not just now, but the skills that you're equipping them with, not just to get this next job, but to get the one after that as well, right? To have confidence in themselves, to be able to go for those opportunities, to be successful at interview. So I think it's interesting because we can really limit our perspective in terms of the value of our service and our offers. We move away, don't we, from thinking about I charge by the hour. We want to move towards thinking about what is the outcome that I help my clients achieve and what is the value to them of that outcome, and that really is expansive when we start to think about the ripple effect of all those people who are now impacted as a result. You know, if you're a dating coach and you coach people who are recently single after divorce, uh, they've got children, for example, and you coach them in terms of finding another loving relationship. You know, perhaps getting married again, then that that coaching. That result, that confidence that that individual has now, uh, the result ultimately to be in another relationship, then doesn't just impact that person. It impacts their new partner, their new partner's children, if they've got children, their children. Okay. It impacts the wider circle of the overall family. It impacts the friendship groups. It impacts how happy our client is in their working life, in all aspects of their life. So, we've got to start to think about that ripple effect that we do have as coaches in terms of the results that we help our clients to achieve. So one of the fears I think that a lot of people have when it comes to pricing and when it comes to money mindset is that I don't want to charge too much because I'm going to be seen as being greedy right? And where this or that I should be coaching for free, because I love it so much, I just want to help people. And this really, I think, stems from beliefs that money is inherently bad, or that I will be judged, I will be judged for charging high prices. And so what we want to do is to start to work on our own belief systems, and our own fears around that judgment, and work on that, so that we really are aligning our beliefs about the value we provide but also align our values around money with our pricing uh, to build confidence and one of the things that we can do around that is to start to catalogue all of the results that we've helped our clients to achieve through our coaching and starting to recognize that that does have a ripple effect, that there is yes an immediate benefit to the client and a lasting benefit as well And then what is the price that we would put on that? And really not being afraid to charge for the value and the ongoing value that you provide your clients with. The next one is, I think, that that coaches tend not to focus on so much is financial planning and strategy. So there are some industries in coaching or some niches in coaching where for example the fitness industry so if you're a fitness coach and let's take Tom for example he's a fitness coach and he has fluctuating income because he knows that there's going to be a whole host of people who are going to want to come to him for coaching in January when people make all those new resolutions new year's resolutions around their health and fitness and then he also knows that come summertime So in the Northern Hemisphere, that's going to be around sort of end of May, early June time, and then in Southern Hemisphere around November, December time, people are really going to be wanting to focus on, you know, getting ready for the beach, getting ready for summer. And they're typically two times in his business where he sees, you know, growth, he has signing up a lot more clients. And so he has fluctuating income during those periods. So what Tom needs to be focusing on then is his financial strategy. And this is about behaving in a way that is the leader, the owner in the business who does have that CEO hat on and is doing some some strategic thinking to actually overcome those peaks and troughs in terms of income. And this can be around, you know, looking at innovative ways to ensure that you have consistent income coming through. You know, maybe it's about creating a membership or actually having different offers and services. Maybe it's about moving away from uh, that typical, you know, start of the year and then summertime. Uh, surge that Tom has been seeing in his business and start to think about some programs and packages that he can offer out there that really are uh, aligned with his values, what the client wants and needs, but also is aligned with his value and ethos around ongoing health and maintenance. I know that certainly several of the health and fitness instructors and professionals that I've trained at the Mindset Coach Academy, you know, they have this ethos, which is about overall health and well-being. And, you know, so leaning into that can be another great way for Tom to actually do some really good financial planning and strategy. And it also means, too, that if Tom knows that there are going to be peaks and troughs, there are opportunities to build in other programs and other offerings so that he does have more of a consistent income. The third example um, where we as coaches can struggle with our money mindset is around scarcity. Now, scarcity can be in terms of wondering where all the clients are, there aren't enough clients to go around. Um, And it can also be in terms of investing in our own business. So one of the things that we can Tend to think is if we've got, you know, you've got a regular income coming in, you've got money in your business, and you think, I really want to take another course, I want to up level my coaching skills, and then scarcity sets in. And you think, well, what if I invest this money and then I don't have another client, I don't have another, um, you know, that income stream dries up for me. And so it's interesting because. That again reflects on the identity piece, who do I see myself as, and also on beliefs about money. And so really starting to think about the long-term gain from investments in yourself, in your business, and really thinking about and believing in yourself and your ability to keep getting clients right if you've if you've been onboarding clients in your coaching practice thus far and that's been working really well for you there is no reason that that would not continue and of course you want to be a strategic ceo in your business of course you want to be having that residual you know fund that is still there so that you can do things like invest and grow your business and yourself and your skills but you've also got to back yourself as well and believe that with increased skills, investing in yourself, that you are going to attract more clients. You can start to build different programs out, offer different packages that that you can do because you've acquired those additional skills in your business. And, you know, they can be coaching related skills. They can be adjacent skills where you're learning different tools and techniques, or it could be investing in, you know, a business-based program. Or a membership or a mastermind, that kind of thing. And so that does come down to beliefs and identity as well. If you see yourself as someone who is prosperous and abundant and has a wealth not just of income, but also of clients and opportunities, uh, then that really shifts out of the scarcity mentality place. The next one and the final one that I think has a significant impact is imposter syndrome. Now this is where coaches will be confident and then they will start to doubt their abilities. And so what happens is and this is a really uh quite, can be quite a challenging one because once you start to doubt your abilities as a coach that energetically transmits to clients. It transmits when you're wanting to on board people, it transmits in your marketing. And so once we start to doubt our abilities as a coach, those doubts and feelings of inadequacy actually impact our professional identity. Who do we see with ourselves as, as a coach? And as a result, we become less effective when it comes to coaching itself. And then it becomes this reflexive loop where the less results our clients appear to achieve, the less confident we are. And so it goes on and on. The less confident we are in our coaching, the less we're showing up holding space for our clients. And so you know, one of the things that can be really important as a new coach is really being able to have opportunities like an alumni or like some kind of group like the Coaches Success Accelerator, which I run at the Mindset Coach Academy, where we actually work with coaches around enhancing their coaching skills, coaching supervision and business development as well, which, as we all know, is really, really critical. So, you know, that can be quite a big one. And I think um, when you slip into those moments of self-doubt as a coach, it is really important to recognize them, recognize those feelings of inadequacy, and then to actually show yourself the evidence to the contrary, right? All those clients that you have served and worked with. And if you're brand new and you haven't coached anyone before, then start by practicing coaching, start by working with people, friends and family initially, start by getting small packages out there and because the way that you build confidence as a coach and we've got an episode entirely on this is to actually coach, which is why at the Mindset Coach Certification, of course, we uh, actually teach you to coach by coaching Um, because then by the time you finish the program, you're full of confidence. You will have coached for around about three hours a week for 34 weeks, nine months. Um, And so you have got a lot of coaching hours, a lot of experience under your belt, which again, makes you confident and definitely makes you feel more than adequate as a coach to help your clients to achieve real and lasting transformation. Want to learn more about how you can become a certified mindset coach? Head on over to our website, www.mindsetcoachacademy.com forward slash coach certification, and you'll find all the information that you need along with a button to book a call with me to talk about how you can become the best coach you can be. So what do we want to do in terms of our our money mindset and Our relationship with money when it comes to coaching and and running our coaching business. And I think the first one is that you want to make sure that you really do, as I said earlier, understand the value of the transformation. Now, this is an exercise that I want you to sit down and do. I want you to really think about it. This is the coaching I offer. This is the outcome I help my clients achieve. And this is the value to them to their family, to their friends, to the wider community, to their workplace. Just mind map it out and think about all those different areas where your client operates. What are all the benefits? What's the value? So let's let's think about this for a moment. If you are a a fitness coach, you're working with someone who is, you know, lacking confidence because they have put on a little bit of weight and they feel really uncomfortable about it, um, you're working with them to help them to uh, shift that weight to become more energetic Uh, really, you know, then that's about helping them to become more confident in themselves. So say, for example, if they did want to go for a job interview or, you know, go start dating, they may have had this limiting belief that I can't start that until I've lost weight. And that's common too, isn't it? People will have these beliefs that keep them stuck in procrastination. I can't do X until this happens. So I can't, apply for that job until I've got more experience or more qualifications. I can't start dating again until I've got the perfect profile picture or until I've lost X weight. I can't start to start my own business until I've done six courses, got six degrees, I've got my office set up perfectly with the lighting correct, I've got my logo. (laughs) That's a pretty famous one, isn't it? Um, And You know, so there's all these I can't start untils. So if you're a coach who's working with someone who has that belief, I can't start dating until I've lost X amount of weight and you're helping them with that outcome, right, you're not just helping them with that. You are helping them to... um, build their confidence. That confidence isn't just going to be directed towards dating. That is going to be confidence around all the other relationships in their lives, all around the conversations that they may need to have at work. It is going to have a ripple effect out, a really positive ripple effect in terms of the impact on that client's life. Now, if they've got a whole wardrobe full of clothes that they weren't fitting into previously, you've just saved them a whole lot of money, right? If they have got a, you know, a friendship group where they want to start going maybe on a hiking holiday or something like that. And you've helped to improve their fitness where previously maybe they would have said no. Now they're really confident in saying, yes, I'm absolutely going to join into that activity. And so we can see it. It helps exponentially. It's not just that outcome. It's the exponential value of that outcome. So I really want you to start to think about it. Think about your specific niche. How do you help people? What is the outcome? And then what is the result of all of that? Let's think about, for example, if you are a social media coach who helps people to become visible online um, by creating I don't know, reels, for example. So in working with that client, you're not just teaching them about how to, you know, create effective reels, use the software the topics that they can be talking about that are of interest to their client or how to, you know, show up on video so that they're engaging and their clients really get to know them. Because the end game, of course, is that you're attracting clients in. Those people are then going to at some point, well, they get into their world and then at some point they may sign up to their newsletter, a free offering, a lead magnet. And then from there, ultimately, they will become clients, right? So you've helped them to do that thing. So you've helped them to expand their confidence again. You've helped them to expand their network. You've helped them to expand their net worth by actually, you know, expanding their network, getting more clients on board. But it doesn't stop there because what it also does is they can now show up much more confidently and visibly in other areas of their lives as well, so whether that's with their family or friends or in their, um, you know, maybe they've got another, another side, a side job, um, you know, all those different areas they can become and show up as much more confident. So think about that. Think about this is the outcome, and this is the ripple effect of this outcome. When you're starting to think about how much is the worth, the value to my client, of the transformation that I help them to achieve. The next one is to start to do some strategic financial planning. I want you to sit down with a year long calendar or 18 months even, and just work out month by month what is, what are the streams of revenue that you have coming in? What are you predicting your revenue to be? Go back through your past financial reports. Go back and do your year-end report from last year. Have a look at it. Examine, are there any peaks and troughs? Go into Stripe, go into PayPal, whatever you use as your payment processor, go and have a look. Align that with your bank accounts. Where do you tend to have those peaks and troughs in your business? That is a great indicator of where you can, maybe start to think about what are the things, the programs, the services, the offerings that I'm going to be putting out there that can really fill those peaks and troughs in my business and get creative with this. Okay, Always have some kind of financial goal in your business, whether it's monthly, weekly, daily, yearly, whatever it is, and make sure that you're always tracking that because as responsible CEOs, custodians of our businesses, we are also often you know, the CFO as well. And we need to be really conscious of our profit expenditure and all of those financial metrics so that we can achieve our financial goals and so that we can really be accelerating in terms of where the the money is generated in our business, what works well, what doesn't work well, what sells, what doesn't, and then really be able to, you know, create generational wealth, long-term wealth for ourselves in our coaching businesses. The next one is cultivating an abundance mindset. So we really want to shift from scarcity mindset, which is, you know, where are the clients, there are no clients, if I spend this now, then I won't get it back to an abundance mindset, which is basically that there is always more, there are always more clients, there is always more money, there are always more opportunities. And when we do that, as we know, we're activating our unconscious mind and our subconscious mind to look for those opportunities we are activating our reticular activation system which will go out and start to search for those opportunities for us we can also start to internalize abundance we can start to look for abundance in the trees the leaves on the trees the grass on the on the ground the grain of grains of sands that there are on the beach i live quite by the beach it's often a very Powerful reminder for me, I just go for a walk on the beach, I feel the grains of sand beneath my feet and I just say thank you, thank you, thank you because I know that in the same way that our earth is abundant, in we too are abundance, abundant and there is abundance available for us all the time, everywhere. We only have to realise that, let go, relax of course, we're still doing all the strategic business things, right? I don't want you just to relax and not promote yourself, market yourself, you know, have coaching services that actually deliver results, but really opening yourself up to recognise that you have the skills, the ability, the talent, the resources to be able to become even more abundant recognise that there is always more because once you do that, then you are not embracing those negative emotions, that energy, that vibration that is going to push away anything. If you're in scarcity mindset, if you are not thinking about, not thinking abundantly or acting abundantly either, then that energy is going to come back to you. So we really want to be able to do that. I'm going to drop some, um, tools and resources for that below this episode for you. Uh, And the final thing is that we really want to build our confidence as a coach and really just crush imposter syndrome or any fears, doubts, insecurities that we have about our coaching. And there's another episode on this uh, previous episode, which we will drop the link to below as well. Now, one of the ways that you can do this, of course, is by joining a community of like-minded coaches like the Coaches Success Accelerator, um, which is full of A group of incredible coaches who all support each other, encourage each other as we navigate this coaching journey together. One of the things, of course, when you're part of a community is that you can share your journey, right? And a couple of journeys that I'm going to share here that case studies. Um, The first one is Emily, and Emily went from financial chaos to a six figure coaching business. And Emily was someone who's really passionate. She's a passionate health and wellness coach just loves helping her clients, but was struggling financially. Her coaching practice was in chaos, primarily due to inconsistent pricing, lack of financial planning, and an overwhelming scarcity mindset. So what was happening was that Emily had inconsistent pricing. She was undervaluing her services and she feared that higher prices would deter clients. Now, often we see this. Often we see people believing that if they price too high, no one's going to buy. When often the reverse can be true, not always, but often the reverse can be true. Sometimes people won't buy because they think it's too cheap and it's not going to be good value. I've had this happen to me in the very early days of the Mindset Coach Certification Program, where a couple of people said to me they nearly didn't join because at that point in time, It was really high value and a low price. And the price of my program is going to be going up again. So the next thing that Emily was doing was that she didn't have any financial planning. She didn't have any financial strategy. And because of that, her earnings were really unpredictable. And because she had unpredictable earnings, she was getting really stressed. She was getting into the vibration of, Scarcity mindset. And so, what happened then was, even though she recognized that she needed help in certain areas, she wasn't able to invest because she was fearing those dips, those troughs in her income. So, one of the things that Emily needed to do, of course, and that I've recommended for all of you, is to really work on recognizing the unique value that you offer and aligning your pricing with your skills and the market demands. Then also making sure that you are developing a revenue model, setting clear and achievable goals. So implementing a clear financial strategy and then also starting to cultivate that abundance mindset. So, you know, really starting to do your own practice. I know many of you already have a morning routine, which is potentially some affirmations, journaling, um, maybe some listening to some inspirational podcasts, etc. really create that into um, part of what you're doing. And as a result of doing those things, Emily then had, a business over the space of about six to eight months that transformed into a six-figure successful business. Now, the thing is, because Emily was focusing on delivering value, then she wasn't worrying about money. If we are focusing on the value and the service we can provide to our clients, we're not focusing so much in about money, not worrying about it. And therefore, guess what? More of it comes to us. And then of course, the more money we have, the more able we are to invest in marketing and professional development, which really furthers the growth. So those three things are really important. The next case study I just want to briefly share with you before the end of the episode is David. Um, David was someone who wanted to become a career coach. He was an uh, ex-recruiter from the recruitment industry and he started to really worry about his abilities because he'd come from the other side of the desk. He'd been, as I say, a career-long recruiter and wanted to move into career coaching. And so what happened was he started to really doubt himself. You know, going from that sort of a role where he was employed and, and then there was a commission base To actually, you know, sitting at his desk in his home office, opening up his coaching practice, he started to become full of self doubt. So, what happened was that because he was unsure of himself and he was so used to being, you know, the life of the party in the office environment, um, you know, going out and seeing clients and having the camaraderie of a team, that he started to really doubt himself and he wasn't really putting himself out there. He felt a bit embarrassed. He was worried about what his old colleagues, would think about him maybe his old clients as well he had some concerns about so he didn't really want to market his services and therefore how was he ever going to reach potential clients the other thing that happened was he really struggled to price his services competitively because he always started to think of himself as a beginner he felt like he had no experience and he just wasn't good enough and then of course because of that his network dwindled. He had a really limited network. Previously in the recruitment business, he was one of their high flyers. He was out there. He was getting clients. He was at networking events and parties and you know, going out and doing all those marketing development, business development activities that you do. And then all of a sudden, it kind of imploded. His doubts kept him from connecting with other people in the industry. So there were a few key things that David did to actually turn this around and the very first one was to build that confidence based on past experience. So David had the experience of networking, of really communicating very effectively with people of marketing when he was in the recruitment practice. He also then started to do some work around all of the different skills that he does bring to the table in coaching and specifically in career coaching. You know, he had, he'd had he had years long experience in the recruitment industry, knows exactly what employers are looking for and has seen hundreds if not thousands of CVs come across his desk. And so as a career coach, really, really well placed to help his clients in a very pragmatic way, as well as with their mindset in terms of, you know, changing careers, getting promotions, you know, going for new jobs. And so really, he started then to understand that he had a very unique value proposition as a career coach and then set appropriate pricing as a result. And then what he started to do, of course, as his confidence grew, then he felt much more comfortable engaging. Uh, And so he started attending industry events, networking and speaking and positioning himself as an expert. And so those things are really, really powerful in turning that mindset, that money mindset around for David. So now it's time for you to start to think about your own money mindset when it comes to your coaching practice, your coaching business, and think about the elements in today's episode that have really resonated with you. Maybe some of them have really rung true for you in terms of your money mindset. And so I'm going to drop some resources below the episode that you can explore And I also want to remind you as well that we do have our next cohort of the Mindset Coach Certification Program starting in October. And through that program, you will not only become equipped with incredible tools and techniques to help your clients create lasting transformation, you'll also experience an incredible personal transformation yourself in terms of your own mindset. So I'll drop the link below for that. And I also wanted to re-mention the Coaches Success Accelerator. This is our coaches group for uh, coaching supervision, for coaching development. Uh, We have some coaching masterclasses. We also have uh, business development masterclasses every month. So I'll drop the link below for that as well. So lots of resources there for you to explore. And if you do have any questions, please do feel free to drop a comment below or book a call with me. We can have a chat. Okay. Have a great week, everyone. Bye for now. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of the Mindset Coach Podcast. Remember to join us next week for another episode and subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review if you've loved it, share it with your friends. And I really look forward to learning how you're implementing the tools and techniques that you're learning here. Mindset is everything.